You're listening to What is Black Podcast, where we have conversations about issues important to raising healthy and thriving Black children and adolescents. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Duget, a board-certified pediatrician and mom. So let's get started. Today's episode focuses on water safety, especially unintentional drownings. It's summertime and kids and families will be enjoying outdoor activities like swimming or boating. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, drowning is a leading cause of unintentional injury and death in the United States. Children ages 1 through 4 have the highest drowning rates, and there's a disparity in the rate of drowning with African-American children having higher rates compared to white children. As a pediatrician and public health doctor, I want kids to have fun and be safe and want to prevent drowning. We're joined today by Dr. Steen Janes, a pediatrician who's passionate about talking with her families about water safety. So let's get started with the conversation. Welcome, Dr. James. How are you doing this evening? Uh, very well. How are you? I'm doing very well. So as my audience is already aware of, I, I try to get the best guests possible um, to help parents um, talk about important issues with their, with their kids and, and just important information for families as well. And when I read your article from the American County of Pediatrics, as I'm alluding to now, Dr. James is a pediatrician, and I'll give an opportunity to share more of herself. But that's how I got to meet um, Dr. James, started a conversation, and just had an interest in the topic of water safety since the summertime. So, Dr. James, if you could just share a little bit of information um, about yourself for our guests before we get into um, our discussion this evening. So, I am a... Um solo pediatrician in Peachtree City, Georgia. I'm a mother of uh, two adult sons. Uh, and from a swimming standpoint, I never had a formal lessons myself until I was a freshman in college. However, I learned to swim uh, probably in a latter part of elementary school. And I learned how to dive and uh, basically uh, an athletic director at the high school Uh, taught my friend swimming skills, who then showed me her skills. And um, we had just acquired a swimming pool in our neighborhood, and we were all excited about it. And so uh, most of the kids, I would say, did not have formal swimming skills. Somehow uh, many of them learned to swim, but that was my start with swimming. I always wanted to be a swimmer. I grew up playing playing sports and... uh, Swimming was one of the uh, sports I wanted to learn. And so finally, when the pool was put in our neighborhood, uh, I learned to swim. Uh, And then the formal training, as I said, came when I was a freshman in college. I uh, realized the value of that because from a social standpoint in college and even beyond, uh, in Washington, D.C., we were often attending, uh, we called them splash parties back then, a lot of my friends could not swim, uh, those especially who did not go to uh, the same college. But uh, I thought it was very important. And uh, even in life later on, uh, there were opportunities to swim on vacations, snorkeling trips, all of those. I've even gone scuba diving before. So I have always valued the need for learning to swim. As a mother uh, with boys growing up, um, I didn't initially prioritize as a number one until I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned in the article about my first son falling in our family pool. So I reversed priorities uh, for the types of sports they would learn. And uh, Ashley um, started the swimming lessons then. 
later on as a mother, I realized with uh, my sons becoming older and prioritizing other sports, they needed what I call tune-up lessons. So we put them again into formal swimming classes. Uh, I thought they were not water safe. I just kind of watched how their technique was. So swimming has always been uh, something that I value. So in my practice, uh, which is a, a patient-centered medical home practice, and uh, I, I like the concept. We became certified, I think, back in 2015. And those uh, concepts of patient-centered practice encourages you to focus on populations. And the thing I like about being solo, I have time to look at um, things of interest to my families to certain populations, group, population groups, and we're able to, uh, I call them uh, mini little projects in the office to see um, how can we make things better for our families, uh, whether it be safety or related to some disease process. Uh, so we took up the swimming uh, surveys even before the patients in the medical home process started. Uh, I still am very much involved in sports activities, and uh, the conversation, I can say it would happen naturally, but when families come into my practice, uh, particularly with newborns, uh, safety is something we talk about early on, the first visit, actually. We talk about the back to sleep, and we talk about other things for the development of infants through all of the developmental stages. Safety becomes a part of that, and it has to do with the developmental stage and uh, other conditions of children as they grow. Uh, and somehow with summertime and children telling me about their activities, uh, I just started asking about the swimming. And even with uh, very informal conversations, I realized uh, there were discrepancies uh, amongst certain populations. So. I talked to my staff and decided we would survey our patients. I wanted to see what, uh, how my patients looked in terms of this particular area of interest, uh, which was swimming, and uh, it was very telling. And so we continue to do that now. Um, we started receiving responses from our parents. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, uh, with safety, uh, when parents come into my practice with newborns, um, I always talk to them about whether or not uh, they know CPR. I think that's very important also uh, with children knowing how to manage uh, choking and any of those events that may occur prior to uh, a formal emergency event. Uh, and then the swimming just became a natural part of it, um, talking to parents about uh, first off, household uh, environments that uh, with water that could be a problem with children. So uh, it's kind of cutting it off. But anyway, uh, this is how this all evolved. Uh, just being in an environment in my practice where I could initiate those kinds of discussions. So do you find that in your discussions with parents about water safety, that's inclusive of the importance of swimming as a way to address water safety? Uh, it's certainly an opening to that, and it's very interesting because oftentimes I've found that um, water safety is not thought of. It started in the household, and 
talking about it in the household and then moving it outside of the household uh, because a lot of parents I learn either they're they know someone with a pool they may have a pool uh, and it's it's really amazing uh, some people have pools and they're not good swimmers um, but um, there's increased access compared to when I grew up um, but yes talking about water safety at home really starts it for instance the bath and making sure a baby doesn't drown in their own little bathtub and so um, it just really opens the thought the thinking of parents when we start talking about it at home and just knowing that that little baby who's now crawling in and starting to pull up and being a problem solver how they can potentially find some article push it up to the toilet and fall head first and so I, I, we talk about these things, and they, these are things oftentimes parents are ha haven't even considered. Uh, if they're cleaning something and they leave water in a pail in the house, you know how a uh, an infant can pull up in and fall head first into a pail filled with water. So during the uh, visits when they come in, especially with the well visits where we have time to talk about that, I just kind of you know bring up ideas to them to consider. Uh, in terms of uh, safety at, 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 in reference to water in their children. And I think that's I think that's so important because I think it's easy to f to forget. You know, the podcast you know is really talking about the intent is to really talk about water safety with a specific focus on you know swimming because of the summertime. But I think you bring up a, a very important point is that you know from young to old. Um, if you go swimming or not, go swimming. Like you said, just just home environments can be a risk factor for for kids, and just being aware of that. So I think I think that's great that you share that information. But this, I guess I just want to go back a little bit. When we talk about water safety, can you can you really talk about what is water safety? I know you touched upon a few points, but I think I probably started the question off without maybe setting setting the stage about what is water safety. So. Um so look at the spectrum of children, and so swimming is further along, but water safety, so we're talking about environments where children are. We're talking about in the home as well as outside, visiting recreational places. So we're talking about not just learning to swim at the, the, the you know, recommended time, but also engaging uh, adults family members, anybody who's in, who has to deal with care of the children, uh, knowing what to do uh, in terms of prevention of outcomes uh, where, you know, children's, children can drown. So it, it starts with um, caretakers, parents, grandparents, people in the household, siblings, uh, in terms of what can happen in the house. And then, as I said before, uh, you know, making sure that you kind of baby-proof the house in terms of uh, preventing accidents related to water. Uh, and then as the child progresses with their motor skills, becoming more adventurous as children do, and uh, once they become ambulatory, um, evolving to the discussion of learning to swim and developing water skills. Um, so it involves a skill set with the child, but it also involves parents, supervision, uh, parents knowing CPR, and parents knowing how to swim also. Equipment is involved with this as well. So 
is not just uh, you're in the swimming pool and you're swimming, but if the child goes with the family, uh, for instance, in a boat, uh, having life, regulated life jackets. So water safety involves skill of the, the, uh, the child. It involves equipment. It involves supervision. And it involves also uh, skills of caretakers knowing how to prevent things and what to do if something happens. So uh, it's pretty broad, actually, water safety is, I think. Which I think is which I think is a good um, good perspective because again, um, when people listen to the podcast, if they listen after you know after the summer ends, the message of the importance of water safety you know will continue. But I wanted to just circle back a little bit about since we are in the summertime now, talking about um, how to prepare um, kids to to learn to swim because you talk about you know your passion for word and also you found that it was important for you as a parent to teach your kids to swim but i think the one thing that was really jarring for me or startling for me in reading your article was the disparities that a lot of black and brown children are i guess even historically right have lower rates of swimming Right. And to me, that was uh, that was startling, which could increase their, you know, I don't know if that increase. That there's also an increased risk of drowning as well with that disparity in swimming, or if you've even found that with your patients. Right. Um, and I actually, I uh, especially there because of access, uh, I think that has improved compared to years ago. Uh, I, I was surprised that that was not more encouragement for children to learn to swim. And what I gleaned from the survey and talking to parents and looking at their reactions and their <laughs> body language, uh, most of the parents were not swimmers either, or they had had an event that scared them off where they didn't want to try anymore. And focusing on other things, uh, that they thought, I guess, were more important. For instance, I, I mentioned I think that should be the first sport that children should learn. And some parents are eager for their child to grow up uh, because they want them to uh, be basketball players or football players. So there, some of them focus on other sports. And uh, I think that in terms of the importance of learning to swim uh, is not discussed. Uh, but I think a lot of it comes from fears of the parents. And uh, when we did the survey, and I, I pushed it a little further than them giving a response, just asking why. And so oftentimes what I would see from parents is that they never learned to swim or they were afraid of the water. Uh, sometimes they had never tried. They were just afraid of water. Uh, some of the parents had participated in other sports growing up. And they had never been introduced to it. Uh, that the conversation had not come up that, you know, you should learn to swim also. So I think having conversations and knowing that uh, there are opportunities and uh, access uh, facilities, facilities where kids can learn to swim, I think uh, needs to be discussed and had not been. I don't think to the level, and, and maybe other doctors discuss it with their parents, but uh, Oftentimes when kids come to see doctors, it's about, you know, what's making them ill or maybe getting well checkups. And I think taking it a little bit further and um, asking questions, I, I think is important. And 
I don't I don't know if that happened with my parents. Uh, many of them told me they had never discussed it, and I think it, I just prioritizing that as a skill set and as something uh, very uh, safety oriented it had not been uh, stressed to these parents before. So, uh, but yes, back back to the answer to the question, a lot of it had to do with parents never been encouraged to learn to swim. And I, I think, I, I hate to say it, but fears uh, uh, of the parents themselves. Uh, some of the parents tell me they just have a fear of, of deep water. Uh, they would go, some of them would go to the beach, but they would not get into a swimming pool and, you know, sit on the beach, enjoy the sun. But uh, some of them just had fears of water. And I think a lot of it had to do with not being encouraged to to get into a formal swimming class and learn to swim. So it's on social, it's a trickle-down effect. So the parents never learned to swim, and so that was not a priority for them, for their children to learn to swim. And so discussions of environmental water safety had not been considered either. And I'm talking about possibility of uh, water accidents within the house. Which, I, you know, again, I think is, a, is definitely an important discussion. Because I remember, you know, I, my kid when they were younger i don't know i don't know why i took them swimming you know to, to the swimming lesson so we went to our local y and i vividly remember i think it must have been the oldest one you know putting him in the pool and his and his initial hesitation but you know but he loved it and i and i found i think one of the benefits of swimming with him was bonding right so my husband was on the side i was in the pool we took turns he was in the pool i was on the side but it was really fun to kind of you know hang out with your kid in the water so yeah, I that's that one of the things i stress to my family yeah. it, it really is a nice family affair when you do that with your children um uh, and so i think that you know some of my family said not consider that i said just imagine you and dad are in the pool swimming with your children. I mean, that's really neat. And kids grow up and they remember those kinds of events. And that's, that's kind of a bonding activity. And kids look forward to that. I, I know for my sons, we uh, did a lot of those activities together, especially other sports events. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, it, it's a family affair. Uh, and so it's something that parents had not considered. And I tell them, you know, you need to consider that. And you know, if you'll go on vacation, just imagine how fun that would be. You know, you're all in the pool um, doing that as a family. And so, um, right, I, I think it in, encourages family bonding when you do activities. Uh, kids see it as play. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a very nurturing thing to do with your children, I think. Yeah, parents get to play, too. You know, you get to play. <laughs> you get to have fun with right. at the same time. Yeah, the other advantage of that, I tell them, it's good exercise for everybody. Um, you know, you, you burn calories, uh, you use up a lot of energy when you're swimming. And so um, kids tend to like to stay in, in pools if you let them for hours sometimes. But uh, it's good exercise also uh, for, for children and uh, parents. You know, it's interesting. The other, I think it was like a few weeks ago I saw on Twitter – this dad had taken a, taken a taken a video of well some or someone had taken a picture of this taken a video recorded a video of the dad and the son and so and then then it was like a year or a couple years later right there was a sort of like time elapsed and it was about swimming so he put his 
his son was going to um, dive off the diving board, but was very, very scared and nervous and decided not to. And then a few years later, you see the progression. And that little kid was like, he jumped off the board and was excited. And to me, to me, that kind of kind of helped me also put into perspective, again, like you said, that family bonding, but also even the lessons beyond just the sw- learning to swim, the lessons you can you can even impart on your children, like for taking a chance and, you know, daring, you know, daring to do something that they didn't that they didn't think they could do. Also, uh, yeah, when my patients learn to swim, it really encourages the parents who are non swimmers. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I mentioned in my article about a child who I uh, encouraged to uh, go to this particular facility, learn to swim. And so uh, a few months later, he came in and <laughs> took his mom's cell phone and showed me the video of him diving into the pool. Uh, and he was in the deep water and swimming. And so the mother could not swim. And she told me she was going to sign up for swimming classes. And I told her I was so proud of her because uh, the little six-year-old would turn out to be a very good swimmer. And I encouraged her to learn. I said, just think of the the fun that both of you will have now. He's a good swimmer, and he sees his mommy swimming. That's that's very great, you know. So she was encouraged after her son learned to swim. Which is which is awesome. So I had a quick question in terms of when you when you talk with your patients about about the importance of swimming. How young can how young can it can it can a child be before they actually start swimming lessons? The Academy of Pediatrics, I, I think, uh, has a recommendation of maybe three to four. However, uh, some of the families I've learned, uh, well, families that I've ha- I have in my practice uh, who have pools uh, have children who learn uh, earlier. So, uh, and I don't know, that years ago that I remember seeing a film clip of they call them water babies, aqua babies, I'm sorry, that these were uh, infants that learned to swim. They could hold their breaths and uh, not have the skill set of older kids, but they had to start the basic learning skills. I actually have had conversation with a facility uh, near my office, and they will actually begin children at nine months of age with a parent. They have a an infant parent class. And... Um, the infant may not become proficient, but at least introductory skills that are, I think, age-appropriate uh, are introduced. So, uh, I, and, I, and what I've learned also, some of my families that have swimming pools, those children learn early. So typically they come in and some of them, two and a half and three, are very skilled swimmers at that time. Uh, there's concern about, you know, will they drink the water? Uh, will it make them sick and all of that? And, and like I said, I think um, you have to consider the developmental uh, and the, uh, the stage of the child. Uh, even with the recommendations, I think it's three to four. It's what I heard at our last conference. But children can learn younger than that. Um, so I think um, the conversation needs to be with, you know, if the comfort of the family members, I, you know, and even with parents who don't swim, I, I really encourage them to make sure that child is water safe or, or has some swimming skills. You know, at least by kindergarten, you know, four, I'd say four years of age or five, but 
I, I really start encouraging them once the child starts walking, you know, they can find a class to at least start the process. And many children, uh, and we called it forward crawl when I was growing up, they, they know how to do that. They can hold their breath. Some of them can swim underwater. They can dive and do the basic, uh, I think freestyle, and that's what they call it, freestyle swim, even at three years of age. So I think, you know, conversations with the pediatrician, knowing what the child's uh, development is at that time, the comfort of their families. Uh, and then considering, because some children have developmental uh, problems, and so they may or may not start at three or four years of age, but, uh, you know, we say a lot, you know, case by case, but certainly around three or four, if not a little bit younger, I think uh, um, lessons can start. And as I said, some children start during infancy, you know, but just before they turn a year of age uh, with supervision, of course, and maybe with the parent-child class. So uh, there's a good article about that uh, that American Academy put out in, in May, and they have their own recommendations as well. But once again, some parents will start lessons with their children much earlier. And I found with some of the populations that I surveyed, some children start lessons uh, earlier. Uh, and they come in and tell me at three years of age the child can swim already. And it's just really amazing. Yeah, I think it's, it's amazing to see, you know, see the see that see little kids just have so much fun and their athletic ability and just, you know, all the stuff that they're doing. I need, I even know with my kids if you put them in water, they're like, forget about it, right? Mom and dad aren't around. But, you know, they're also older, too. But, again, I, like you said, I think starting from young, when they were younger, I think sort of helped um, put that love of swimming and, you know, lessen the fear of water. But I remember when they were definitely babies, I think my youngest one, you put them in water, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, didn't like the water. It may have just been the temperature of the water, but over time it was nice to see to see the progression. So I just want to circle right. back. I know we've been talking a, a lot. We mentioned a lot about um, families with younger children, because I think that's so important, like you said, to kind of start them off early um, to build that foundation and hopefully that love of, of that activity. But how is it also important for us to talk about, talk to older children and teens about um, water safety, swim safety? It is, and, and let me tell you this, and, and, and this is from a personal, I mentioned this, um, and I'll use my sons as examples with this. So they had swimming lessons with the group. They were in camps, and I think at least two summers they had swimming lessons. They started other sports. So by the time they were middle school, uh, they were doing multiple sports, and then they started focusing. Uh, both of them started focusing on tennis. Well, we took a family vacation to Florida, and we were all in the pool having fun. And I watched them doggy paddling. <laughs> uh, I said, let me see you freestyle. You've had lessons. And they went back to doggy paddling. I said, okay, so let me see you tread water here. And it was very brief, and then... They started doggy paddling. So I said, you know what? You're, and that's when I first used the term, you're not water safe. Um, and I realized that because they were focused so much on the other sports, they needed a tune-up. <laughs> they needed a repeat lesson class, uh, class in swimming. So um, 
they complained about being in swimming classes with smaller children, and they said the three-year-olds. So I said, okay, we'll have individual private lessons. So what we did was schedule both of them for individual private lessons, and they were half hour each, four lessons. And then they became water safe. They could freestyle. They could tread water. So because they had put the swimming on a back burner for a while and adapted I, um, not good swimming techniques, uh, we had to uh, have repeat classes with them. We talked about safe swimming uh, because of sports, and when children are around other children with sports activities, uh, we found that uh, for cool down, everybody would jump in the pool. So we had to talk to them about making sure there was an adult, even though they learned to swim, there was an adult always present because they traveled for their tournaments with other children and coaches. Uh, and also when they um, became high school age, we talked about swimming. I mentioned in the article uh, about a drowning uh, my husband experienced in high school. Uh, parties, uh, sometimes there may or may not be alcohol involved, but that safety continues through adolescence. So uh, I tell my teens who can swim that there should always be an adult. Uh, they should never go swimming uh, in um, strange waters. Uh, because even good swimmers, if there's something underneath that could harm them, if they dive in, that could be a problem. Uh, so there's some things uh, in terms of preventing drowning in adolescents, even if they can swim, that needs to be discussed. And uh, I've had adolescents who learned to swim when they were young, and they stopped also. And so we talk about doing refresher swimming classes so that they uh, make sure they have good swimming skills. But also recognizing also uh, with teenagers uh, swimming when there's no supervision of parents, uh, potentially under the influence of alcohol, uh, discussions need to center around that as well. And, and from a positive standpoint, uh, the other thing, too, I mentioned uh, I've, I've done sports all my life pretty much, and so I always encourage the teenagers to use that, um, I call it a cross-trainer activity typically by high school time, if not before, and sometimes in latter elementary, if children are doing sports, they tend to start focusing on maybe one or two. And so I tell them to incorporate that with their training activity because I tell them, I said, well, you know, it's gonna make you use muscle groups you may not use when you're playing basketball or you know, soccer or playing tennis. And so it's always a good cross-trainer activity as well. But definitely, uh, especially close to graduation times and even birthday parties, uh, some, some, a lot of teams have, uh, uh, we call them splash parties in the past, uh, but pool parties for birthday celebrations, uh, having discussions about safety for teens, injuries. Um, uh, sometimes teenagers do things, uh, I, I don't want to call it daredevil behavior, but things that uh, could put them at risk uh, for head injuries around pools. Uh, inappropriate immersion into the, the water. So anyway, you need to have discussion about, I think uh, there should, should be discussion about safety with the teens especially, uh, with social events and celebrations, graduations, and all of those kinds of uh, activities. Oh, that is great advice. And just so, just so I don't forget, is prevention of drowning only a concern during the summer? 
No, it's not. <laughs> um, there, there are always opportunities for drownings, and swimming occurs year-round, actually. It's not just a summertime event. We hear more of accidents during the summer, and some kids wait till they get out for summer vacation, and everybody hits the pool, they go to the beach. But vacations occur year-round, um, and access to pools year-round. Now, a lot of pools will close down, but uh, particularly for vacations and um, just pools that are inside, uh, I think there's always a possibility that something, some accident could occur. So it's not just a summertime event. Um, there, there are more reports of events around those times the summer, but uh, any any place where there's water access uh, could be a potential hazard. So it's not just relegated to summer that we need to be water safe, actually. Thank you so much, Dr. James. Before we end our conversation, is there any other information that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, Academy of Pediatrics, I think, has um, parent information. And I'm sure, I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure there's probably uh, some updated information regarding uh, swimming. Uh, uh, as I said, in May, uh, there was a, the article came out from the Academy um, uh, regarding prevention of drowning, but there's also a patient, a parent access to, to the Academy of Pediatrics where parents are interested, they can access information about drowning, prevention, swimming lessons, and all those uh, issues that uh, be of interest to parents. So I would encourage parents to uh, look at the uh, sites uh, on the Academy of Pediatric website uh, regarding swimming. Also to talk to their doctors about it. Uh, we've tried to make a national uh, push on this in terms of information. And uh, I personally inc incorporated with my uh, uh, discussion during physical exams, we call it anticipatory guidance. So water safety in the house and, and swimming is a part, and also learning CPR for parents. I've, I've started incorporating that into my uh, wellness visit discussions with the parents. But they can uh, access the website. I'm sure the Academy has information about swimming for parents. So I will make sure to um, put a link um, in, the, in the show notes to the American County Pediatrics um, Prevention um, Information. And again, thank you so much, Dr. James, for joining, joining us today. Okay, thank you for having me. I hope you learned something new from this episode and will share the knowledge that you gained with a fellow parent because we all want to have a happy and healthy and fun and safe summer. So until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of What is Black Podcast.